0: Welcome to the C R E Marketing Call Meetup with your host, yours truly, Sarah Malcolm of Quiet Valor, Joshua Lyons of Joshua Lyons Marketing, and Linda Day Harrison of the Broker List. And we're so happy to have you all join us today. All right, let's go. Today we are having Eric Taylor, email marketing evangelist from Blue Tent, present. And the reason that's significant is because eric taylor is a definite friend of mine uh in the marketing industry we go back to 2010 or 11 uh, is when i first discovered him and his company that he's with and they were probably the first people to really open up my eyes in terms of best practices for email marketing and i actually use their services today uh, with some of my clients, and so we we thought it would be really helpful to have a, a call about email marketing, and we needed someone to to lead it. And I thought, you know what? I think we should talk to Blue Tent. And uh, Eric was uh, kind enough to uh, offer his time to share some of the tips that he has in regards to email marketing. So today's topic is to unlock the power of your CRE contacts with email marketing. And Eric, uh, were you able to get on the on the call yet? Are you here?
1: I'm here, yeah. Thanks for having awesome. me. Awesome.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to pass it over to you. I'll let you take over. I'm going to stop sharing my screen. And if you want to start sharing yours and take it over, uh, that right. sounds good to me.
1: Sounds good. All right. Oh yeah! Hi everyone, and thanks uh, for the intro, Josh. Um, Yeah, like I like Josh mentioned, uh, I've known Josh for I don't know close to a decade now, Um, and uh, yeah, I did some work with each other, and yeah, we we stay in touch, and so uh, it's 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 a pleasure to be here with you all. Um, Yeah, as the title suggests, I'm here to talk about kind of unleashing or unlocking the power of your. Uh, your contacts with email marketing, uh, but really just sort of to give a, a pretty broad overview of just some general email marketing best practices. Um, you know, as an email marketer, obviously, I, I'm pretty, um, I mean, I obviously uh, think the world of email marketing, I think it's an excellent investment. Uh, I think it provides outstanding ROI, um, but, but more along the lines of uh, just trying to really convey all of the, the, the small and important pieces that have a, a huge play and role in the performance of your email marketing. Uh, the, your contacts and building quality contacts and how you, how you handle these contacts is a huge part. So we're definitely going to dive into, uh, into those details a good bit. Uh, but really just kind of touch on a lot of other aspects that uh, you may know about a little about um, some of these things you may not know at all. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, overall um, there's a lot of, yeah, little things that uh, really determine the success of your email marketing programs. Um, yeah. A lot of, or overlooked again, a lot of play an important role. Uh, the, the main goal is to kind of give you a deeper understanding of really how email marketing works so not exactly how you know the 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 email and copy but really the back end of how emails are delivered Um, and and yeah hopefully you you can all take some nice little tidbits home with you depending on even if you're if you're new to email marketing or even if you've been uh, doing your own email marketing for years hopefully um something is provided for you to uh to take a little bit home to to improve your email and you know ultimately your roi because uh you know that's really well, why we're all here um to give you a quick overview of, of the topics that i've kind of laid out for us to discuss today uh you know e- obviously if email marketing is part part of uh, the digital marketing kind of umbrella. Um, just kind of a quick little comp- comparison about how email compares to other uh, digital marketing channels. Um, why invest in email marketing? So like, why you know is it important? Obviously, I think so. Um, you know, what's the point? What can you expect in return? Um, you know, what is in it for your email contacts? All that good stuff. Um, choosing an email platform. Um, you know, probably won't dive into this too too deep. Uh, you know, making sure you're on the right email platform is uh, is, is obviously a, a big factor. Uh, and then you know, the big one: how to build your database with quality contacts. So we'll just be discussing uh, not only how to build your contact list in your database, but build it with quality emails. So um, a thing that I'll probably repeat is you know, quantity or quality over quantity. Excuse me. Um, you know, after that, we're kind of looking to. Um, maybe some overlooked email details that are very important, but maybe some things that either you don't really spend a whole lot of time in considering or maybe you just don't even think about at all. Uh, we'll discuss about email content, kind of just describe some general email best practices for uh, email content, for uh, creating great email and engaging copy, uh, you know, images. We'll, we'll dive through all of that. Uh, and then finally, we'll, we'll go through analyzing your email reports. Um, you know the the general the thing I think most people look at was is the open rates and click through rates and and while those, those are very important uh, there are a lot of other factors that um, are are really great to keep an eye on just to make sure uh, your emails are are performing to the best of the best of your ability um, just a little quick overview about myself and uh, my company Blue Tent um, again my name is Eric Taylor um, yeah. Kind of various titles roles i guess uh, a while back before blue tent got too 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 big they they asked me what my <laughs> title they would like my title to be so i came up with email marketing evangelist which i still use but um i guess if i were to have a, a specific title it'd be senior email account manager these days um, but i have been with blue tent um and bf be, have, have been an email marketer for 12 years now since 2008. Um, uh, yeah, a nice little thing about uh, being an email marketer at Blue Ten and, and a digital agency in itself uh, is I really have a, a hand in every specific aspect of, of email marketing. So uh, versus maybe a larger corporation where, um, you know, an entire huge department of, of, of that consists of email, um, they're maybe focusing on one thing like coding or graphics or content or analytics. Um, I really have a hand in everything, which uh, is, is, is fun for me. Um, it keeps things uh, fresh and really kind of um, yeah. It gives you a pretty wide uh, array of of knowledge throughout the whole email marketing channel. Uh, a little bit about Blue Tent. Uh, we're a little under two decades old now. Uh, we were founded in the uh, Roaring Fork Valley of Colorado, which is the Aspen Valley area. Um, I myself lived in uh, Roaring Fork Valley for for quite some time, uh, but I relocated to uh, Whitefish, Montana about. Three and a half years ago, so I now call Northwest Montana home. Uh, but Blue tent in general, we uh, do everything—everything everything pixel, anything pixel-related—we we have a hand in. So uh, websites, booking engines, uh, all digital marketing—if uh, if there's a pixel, you know, involved, uh, we have a hand in it. Uh, we kind of discovered and and really fine-tuned our niche, which is the vacation rental industry. Uh, quite some time ago. And so now pretty much all of the, the products that we offer are revolving around the vacation rental uh, property management industry in space. Uh, being in vacation rental management, a lot of our companies, most of the, the brands that I work with also have a real estate uh, division incorporated with that brand. Uh, obviously, that's a more of a residential real estate. So, um, you know, quite a different um, realm than the commercial uh, commercial real estate. So a lot of the examples just uh, from from what I have experience in will be in, in the uh, more of the residential real estate size, but I'll, I'll do my best to tie in, try, try, uh, try to, to tie it into the uh, commercial uh, real estate space as well. Um, just some comparisons of, about email marketing versus other digital marketing. Um, you know, I think uh, ever since I've been involved in, in Email marketing since 2008. There's been various articles that come out and, you know, predicting the the demise of email marketing at some point. You know, I think it in 10 years ago or so it was the millennials about how you know once the millennials you know come of age, which they are, email marketing won't exist. You know, obviously we now know that's not true. Uh, I just have some stats here that that really sort of you know pump up email marketing, um, and you know while I, I believe they're true, I'm sure if you you know, if I was a social media marketer, marketer or in paid advertising, I'm I'm sure I could find some stats that uh, you know prove otherwise. But um, yeah, so just kind of a quick overview here. Um, you know, email is not dead. Email users are continuing to continuing to increase each year, three percent. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting the way social media is is trending these days. Obviously. Uh, really, since I don't know the 2016 election, you know, people are starting to not trust everything they see on tr- social media these days um, you know, versus 75% are willing to share their data with brands they trust. So a little less um, trust going on in the social media w- uh, realm. Uh, but at the same time, if, if you're a brand that uh, established brand that um, you know, that they view that you can trust, uh, people are, are definitely willing to give up their data. Um, and, and again, you know going back to the millennials seventy three percent of all millennials identify email as their preferred way uh, to communicate with businesses versus uh, only thirty uh, percent oh. engage with uh, with the brands on social media each month uh, you know social media a little hard to really hard to to pr- to prove roi uh, which is kind of the aspect of that channel uh, email marketing uh, you know, pretty easy to to define your ROI. So, in addition to comparing your your email stats, um, you know, compare your Google Analytics. Compare um, if you have a, a CRM incorporated. You know, that helps a lot. Um, but yeah, a lot easier to identify uh, the, the the ROI attributed to email, which which is very high. Um, let's see here. Yeah, 81% of the U.S. has a social media account. 91 have and use email. Uh, yeah, going back to ROI, so uh, the, the kind of the, the, the ROI of email seems to fluctuate heavily. So I I went with the lower end. So for every $1 spent, email marketing generates $30 in ROI. Um, you know, depending on the article you find, I found everything from the high 30s to, to around maybe $44 for every dollar. So it's somewhere in there, which is, you know, all great. Um, you know, first paid advertising, which... Um, you know, makes an average of two dollars for every one dollar spent. Um, you know, going back to paid advertising, ninety-two percent of online ads aren't even noticed, um, and most, the majority of people would rather, uh, you know, receive their content through uh, traditional means. Um, I, I mean, so i by no means am I trying to downplay social media or paid advertising or any other digital channel. Um, I think they all really just kind of like all of the the various cogs of the wheel that uh make up a a, an extremely powerful email marketing program i think you know having your hand in email having your hand in social having your hand in paid advertising uh making them work together for for the greater good uh is really probably a a strategy to to kind of adhere by um yeah going next you know why to uh invest in email um it' easy and efficient way to stay in front of your contacts. I and mean, we, we talked about the ROI. Um, you know, ad, also a great way to uh, kind of create credibility and, and establish establish yourself as an authority in the eyes of your database. So, um, you know, when they when you build a new contact, it's a, an excellent way uh, to kind of start that relationship. With, is through the email channel, and so. Um, Later on, in a couple of different slides, I'll, I'll kind of describe some ways you can we can go about doing that and, and how that all works. But um, yeah, really helps make yourself um, you know a, a key a key player in uh, the commercial real estate industry, uh, brand recognition and stronger relationships. So um, I mean, e- sending out email and, and maintaining a consistent sending schedule is is key for for brand recognition. So I mean, in my personal opinion, even if that person does not open your email The the fact hopefully they open your email at least most of them or or a handful of them Uh, but even if they're just seeing your brand name in their in in their inbox every so often really can go a long way in uh, kind of developing that relationship and when the time is right to hopefully make that uh, important connection uh, emails are a great way to personalize your communications with these the subscribers. Um, so, in in uh, creating your contacts and and kind of hopefully getting some key data on your email recipients, uh, we're able to really personalize. You know, and personalize. But when I say personalize, beyond you know first name personalization, which is great too, uh, but really kind of personalize and segment and cater your email content. Uh, to really what your subscribers are looking for. Um, final two bits, uh, email is, is relatively easy um, on your schedule, you know, not, not a whole lot, and depending on if you have help as well, uh, but you know, it's also great on the budget. So I think, you know, as we mentioned, um, hopefully the, the return that you would get for the minimal investment that you'll be spending on email um, is, is a pretty solid one um and also you know increases website traffic it's uh, just a great way to drive people back to your site uh drive people back to your homepage to specific uh listings obviously to to educational material maybe on your blog um yeah just really great at uh you know spreading spreading the word uh next up uh yeah choosing an email platform um you know i, I wasn't sure if would be good or relevant to include this, but I figured we could make it have a quick conversation about it. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people are in various spots in terms, of, in terms of an email platform. If you're with a larger company, more than likely, maybe an email platform has already been, or a CRM has already been chosen for you. So you're you're just kind of stuck there for, for the good or the bad. Um, but there are definitely a lot of options for you out there. You know, you can go with um, on the low end, you know, there's the constant contact and MailChimp route, uh, where you, if you, depending on your contact size, you know, you could get out, um, uh, get an email out for you know, under 20 bucks or something like that, which is, you know, obviously great. Um, but, you know, you know, and, and then on the other end, you know, there's the very uh, large and expensive CRMs, the Salesforces, forces, um, you know, and there's the CRMs that uh, cater specifically uh, for industries. Um, you know, and, and those will have a lot of bells and whistles. But I think the the big thing is if you are brand new to email marketing, and you're not exactly where where you want to start, is at least just start in identifying your priorities and where what you think you'll want. Um, you know, what you're looking to receive from your email marketing program, um, kind of the bells and whistles that you would like to use. Um, but you know, even uh, the the MailChimps and the Constant Contacts out there. Um, You know, they're constantly evolving their offerings, Um, you know, they provide, you know, pretty nice professional looking templates um, with, so, you know, the key is here, you don't have to be a professional email marketer, you don't have to be a coder or designer like myself. Um, You can, with little to no experience, hop in there and create uh, a professional email and and well-rounded professional email marketing program. Um, and, uh, yeah, the last little line there, you know, obviously I'm an agency. Um, and so I, you know, I, I, with the client, a lot of clients that we work with, I think it provides a lot of value for them. Obviously you're going to be, uh, paying a lot more for working with an agency versus if you were to, you know, go in and create your own MailChimp account. Um, but especially if you're new to email marketing and, um, you know, the, the cost isn't a big factor for you. Um, I, you know, I would recommend looking at if there's an agency that specializes or caters to, you know, the the commercial real estate industry to at least take a look. Um, You know, we do have a lot of clients, you know, in the vacation rental, you know, residential real estate industry, you know, come our way uh, with little to no email marketing experience and, you know, we'll, we'll work with them. So we'll kind of do like a hybrid, um, create a, a custom hybrid account for them where we will work with them. You know, they'll have a dedicated email project manager, like myself, working with them, um, you know, creating copy for what they're interested in, in conveying to their audience, um, you know, creating well-rounded uh, email marketing journeys, uh, you know, the whole shebang, really, to kind of to show them the ropes um, and kind of lead the way. And at that point, we kind of let them, once, the, once they're comfortable, uh, let them kind of take the reins And uh, you know, go on their way. Obviously, we're we're here to help as needed. But um, so yeah, choosing a platform. Next up, the big one. um, We're diving into developing your contacts. Um, Let's see. So I I I realize that there's you know there 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 could be a disconnect here in terms of of contacts or exactly how to develop a quality contact base. Or you know, I think um, a lot of uh clients that I talk to uh aren't even sure exactly one how to build their contacts and, and two what type of contacts do they need to be building. So um you know like I mentioned before uh I like to focus on quality over quantity. Um, it 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 seems odd to, to go that way, but it honestly plays a tremendous and huge role marketing program is going to be. Um, You know, I, you know, bullet point two there is never purchase a list. Um, I really, I I can't stress that enough. Um, and I I know again, you know, the, the general thinking most likely is, you know, the more email contacts that I can send an email, email out to, um, you know, no matter if, you know, maybe 5% of them open the email and only a handful of those are even, uh, qualified or, relevant to what I'm saying or what I'm what I'm t- the message I'm trying to convey. Um you know hopefully that would help. But obviously it uh the the quality and I, I'll kind of dive into why this works out throughout this entire presentation um plays a much factor bigger factor in the role than uh how many you will um will send to. So and I know like I I, I get uh hit up by uh, many companies uh, trying to sell email lists uh, pretty frequently, and I'm sure you guys all as well, um, do as well. Um, and, and, you know, they, they, they have a very powerful and uh, their uh, <laughs> sales, uh, <laughs> sales uh, pitch. Um, but, you know, I, honestly, their, their job is to sell contacts, and most likely those contacts are not great. Um, kind of a quick overview of, of how email service providers or ESPs, uh, these would be the folks like the Gmails and the Yahoos. How they will view and place your emails is how everyone else engages with them. Uh, there's a lot of other factors that play in there as well. But so um, say I purchase a list, you know, on it is, uh, you know, Gmail uh, behind uh, uh, Apple, Apple Mail products. Is uh, the number two email service provider. So, say I have you know maybe 30% of my list is Gmail you know, addresses, and uh, I send out an email, and a handful, a lot of them uh, hit that spam button. Then there, the chances of you landing in the inbox or even the uh, folks who and advocates of yours is very small. Um, so, it uh, sending to a, a a low quality list is a, just a, a terrible way to 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 make to really to get your del- emails delivered at anywhere. Um, you know, also if your your contact list is of low quality and you do end up on a, you know a handful of uh, spam complaints, all that bad stuff, uh, there is a good chance you will end up on blacklists. Uh, blacklists are uh, various companies will uh, create these blacklists. Uh, and these blacklists are monitored by all of the ESPs. So if you land on a, black, a blacklist, um, you're not only will you probably not, you're definitely not going to end up in the inbox. You're probably, you may not even end up in the junk spam folder. Uh, you may actually get filtered out even before that, that step. So uh, I definitely want to avoid that. Um, you know, in, in the past, uh, we we did have a client who kind of, uh, well, they lied to us and and they uploaded a a purchase list, uh, into their database and they sent it out, uh, and all hell broke loose. (laughs) Um, it was, it was an awful site. Uh, you know, we had to work with these blacklists. Uh, so not only was, um, that company's email, so that company's email program was essentially tarnished. They had to start from some square one. Um, you know, it it really impacted uh, our entire company's, uh, IP addresses and sender score. And so um, it really is a, a lot of work to, uh, to kind of come back from that. So um, yeah, my main, my, my, my stressing here is, is hopefully you all avoid that as well. Um, yeah, and going back to quality, uh, the ability to pinpoint your engaged users versus your unengaged users is, uh, is, is, it, is a key thing to do. So obviously the engaged users, those are probably your big brand advocates. Um, that's kind of your bread and butter right there. Um, that's who is, is really wanting to hear from you uh, let's just make sure we can get in front of them uh, whenever we can um, and also to try engage and you know I have the, the deadwood so uh, those those unengaged users so the folks who have not opened a single email from you in a year or more and um, let's try to, to kind of try to re-engage them and get them a little more interested in your your email campaigns um, yeah kind of going Uh, transitioning into building and creating quality contacts Um, in all email lists across the board, no matter what industry you're in, email attrition is going to be high. Um, So I know in in the vacation rental and residential real estate industry, and I'm assuming the commercial real estate industry as as well. um, I feel like there's a little more attrition than other industries. So, um, you know, if in a vacation rental industry, a family is, you know, gearing up for planning a summer vacation, they're very interested, they're, they're signing up, they're engaged in everything uh, you have to offer. Uh, you know, once they've uh, made that booking, once they've, or once they've completed that or bought that house, or, uh, you know, in this case, you know, once they purchased that listing, um, you know, the, their interest in what you're having to offer, may, is probably, you know, gonna decrease a few levels. Um, you know some may opt may opt out of your email communications altogether, which is fine. Um, but really kind of um, and what we'll get on later is is trying to provide in the content section, but trying to provide them with quality content that keeps them engaged is key. But so because attrition is so high, um, constantly building up uh, your your contact database with you know obviously quality contacts is 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 key to the success of your program. Um, I would definitely recommend adding uh, an email option or email subscription option to your website if one is not on there already. Um, there are a few different options, so depending on your your email per platform. Um, oh, and, and speaking of email platform, I forgot to mention. So, um, Blue Tent, we are on uh, an email platform called Campaign Monitor. Um, we have been using them for about five years now. Campaignmonitor.com. Um, they uh, they're at the time, they are kind of an up-and-coming brand, um, but uh, they were—they showed a lot of promise, um, really showing a lot of initiative in developing new products and offerings. Um, just really doing email right, and so, um, and also they—they they have an open back end as well, so you know we were able to use all of the campaign monitor functionality, uh, which they're constantly improving and, and and adding new features to. And have really sort of catered that to uh, the optimal email platform for vacation rental and, uh, and residential real estate industry. Um, so yeah, I mean that's a, another thing to look at when you're choosing a platform: is um, you know the type of you know are they showing a lot of initiative? Are they constantly trying to improve themselves? Um, or you know are they just sort of you know, carrying on and, and hopefully just collecting money and that being it um, but yeah so but no matter what platform you choose uh, most likely they they provide some easy ways for you to integrate forms into your your website uh, so you know if you're comfortable with it you can you know take straight uh code and either send that to your it it guy or if you're you know if your website if you're comfortable with working your website you may be able, be able to handle that yourself um you know other ways you can redirect to uh, a form that's hosted on your email platform um, and then I've also kind of on there I've, I've touched on uh, pop-ups so Blue Tent we partnered with this company called sumo.com uh, on this I actually have linked to this but uh, in testing uh, my links before this presentation, I noticed that that page I'm linking to likes to shut down my uh, email browser. So in order to avoid that, I'm not going to click on the link. But if you go to sumo.com slash examples, um, you can view a various uh, a, a different types of pop-ups. But pop-ups, um, they, you, know, they, they're, you may have <laughs> uh, an annoying view on them. Uh, but one of the main factors of, of us partnering with Sumo was the ability to really customize uh, the, top, the type of pop-up, and more importantly, when and how often it's shown. So um, I'm sure that you all are annoyed as much as I am when I'm, I'm on a site and you know I get multiple pop-ups, you know, within the, that initial page visit. Uh, you know, it, it just really deteriorates your kind of. Uh, the view and the, the view of the company and uh yeah just like your interaction with that site and the content so um, yeah, various types of pop ups so there's kind of the and they range from um, and as far as the invasive scale go to kind of little, which is like little smart bars which show up at the top of the bottom or little scroll boxes that uh, kind of can scroll in from either side um you know to the the pop ups that we probably Know and see most often the little squares or rectangles that pop up right in the kind of the middle of the, the screen. Uh, to the, the most invasive, which you know, Sumo refers to as welcome mats, it's kind of they they take up the entire screen and you really have no option other to, to than to engage with them. Um, and obviously, like the more invasive and the more you're in your your customer spaces, um, you know the more email signups you are going to get. Um, but, you know, at the same time, you've got to factor in, um, you know, how the relationship with uh, your website is going. So, I mean, if, you know, if you're constantly kind of annoying your, your email or your website visitors with pop-ups, um, you know, that, it may, that may not leave a, a great taste in your mouth. Um, you know, as I mentioned, you can also customize the frequency. Um, so, you know, I, I prefer the kind of the middle of the road in first. As far as the invasive invasiveness goes, kind of the, the general pop-up, which kind of this lower right image over here I have um, would be kind of the, the general pop-up, the, the blackened out content, the, the, uh, the pop-up front and center. Um, you know, so if, if I, one, I, I generally don't show pop-ups on an initial site visit. So if they go to, um, you know, like bluetent.com, I'm not going to show them any pop-up. You know, so I'll, I'll wait for them to kind of really dig that dive, dive down deep into your site, or not deep, but maybe like a page or two. Um, so, for example, if they, they come to your website, uh, you know, on your homepage, if they head over to your listings tab, um, really kind of get them interested in what you're offering. Uh, so, I mean, you know, it's, I've heard this example back in the day. It's super cheesy, but, you know, just going up to a girl, and you know, kissing her on the lips—it's probably not going to fare too well for you. Um, you know, I kind of view going to a website immediately throwing up a pop-up before they really have a chance to uh, to 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 get to know you very much well as uh, the same way. Versus you know, asking her on a date—you know, uh, showing showing her your value—and uh, then maybe things will work out a little better for you with that kiss. But um, you know, same with pop-ups. So um, you know, maybe on page two or three. You know, after you know, if they're if they have made it that far on your site, uh, chances are they're kind of you're you're on the right path. So in which case, they may be more prone if you were to throw up a pop up. Hey, would you like to, um, you know? And you can be creative with your pop ups. Um, you know, try to to be engaging. Um, um, try to come up with you know, think of the, the your website recipient or, uh, viewer interest in mind. Uh, And try to provide some value. So, like this example right here, uh, I was taken off of that Sumo examples page. But you know, join our newsletter. Um, Yeah, that works. But um, I don't know. Uh, You know, maybe you could could come up with another creative title, like find the listing of your dreams, or or something like that. Um, Yeah, try to try to to provide uh, an end goal of whatever your website subscriber viewer uh, is interested. Um, if, you know, ask for the data you'll you'll use, but not too much. Um, so, for example, a lot of times maybe just email address will do the trick. Um, other times, uh, you know, if and this is uh, at the email opt-in uh, or the email subscription page of or uh, portion, of, I'll say of this relationship, uh, you know, this is the perfect time for ask. Any of the data you'll use. So, um, you know, if you're if you're wondering what type of listing they're in the mood or interested in. So, is it uh, commercial? Is it uh, yeah? Is it uh, you know? You name it. (laughs) Um, I'll I'll let you guys fill in the blanks there. Um, Or you can do size. You can do location. Um, However, whatever data you think that you'll want to use in order to segment and market to these new email subscribers better but at the same time don't ask for too much so if there's not anything that you're know, like oh you know it'd be kind of cool to know but uh, you know not sure if I'll need it maybe hold off so if you have a you know even in this uh, email uh, of the upper right photo here you know that could be a little too too much in my opinion so or at least if you have multiple demographics maybe just only require you know a certain few. Uh, the only hesitation there is if you have a really long and daunting email form uh, you're more than likely going to lose off on some potential subscribers there. Um, and all, other ways to kind of, to, to creatively build your contacts. Um, I mean, you all are are kind of have a, a lot of, of knowledge and, and, and resources um, behind you. I mean, you guys are all experts in your, in your own individual field. So um, you guys have some amazing opportunities to incentivize your signups. So, um, you know, and, and, These are are not only great ways to incorporate maybe with your forms, but also with pop-ups. So, um, you know, if you have, the nice thing about Sumo is you can, uh, there's a huge array of display and or like show and do not show settings. So, I mean, you can get uh, really honed down and show a specific pop-up on a specific page. So you have a a blog um, about, concerning a specific topic. Um, you know, you can incentivize it. You know, maybe you have created some white papers, uh, maybe you've created some marketing reports, or maybe you just have some specialized PDFs with uh, you know all this valuable knowledge that you have. Um, you know, incentivize. You know, show that specific pop-up. Like, oh, you're interested in marketing reports. Okay, well here, um, you know, download this marketing report. Um, you know, if you wouldn't mind, just giving us your email address and we'll send that, that marketing report over to you right away. Um, an excellent way to, to build up your quantity or quality contacts right there. I mean, not only are you getting uh, an e- a new email subscriber, which is great, but you're obviously interested. You now know they are a quality contact. You even know what they're potentially interested in. Uh, you know, that's, that's your bread and butter right there. If you kind of develop a whole uh, extensive database of those types of emails, um, I mean, your entire business is, is going to be transformed. Um, let's see here the last little bullet point here is um, concerning leads uh, so I, I know I don't, I'm not sure about you guys uh, but I know a lot of my clients will receive uh, spreadsheets of leads from various sources um, you know some of these are could be high quality leads others probably maybe not so much um, so the the idea of of when I send an email out or as an email subscriber when a company sends an email out i should know who this company is and why they're they're contacting me ideally if 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 an email recipient does not know who that company is or who this person is or why they're they're reaching out that is when you tread on the dangerous ground of spam complaints which we covered earlier spam complaints and really kind of low quality lists lead to uh, not successful email programs so um, depending on the, the the quality of your leads, you you may want to consider sending them an opt-in campaign versus adding them directly to your list. Um, this uh, I, I incorporate this with many of my 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 clients, um, and uh, the, the the comparison of the two. So adding the leads directly to your database and then just marketing to these various leads versus sending them an opt-in campaign. So in, by an opt-in campaign, I mean um, sending them an email, triggering them an email. Um, you know, would you like to join? You know, your X, Y, and Z brand's uh, email campaign or program. You know, you may not want to say that, but um, you know, really kind of describe and show the benefits of of what you have to offer. So, um, you know, again, another great spot to add yourself or to sh- to show how you're an authority in your own unique uh, commercial real estate space. Um, and, you know, provide the value, uh, give them a little insight of what they could potentially uh, benefit in, in, in benefit by in, in receiving your emails. Um, you know, in this opt-in campaign, you know, in addition to that, you know, provide a nice little call to action button, you know, like subscribe, sign me up, something like that, um, some way that they can immediately get then get uh, transferred to your, your database. Okay. See, moving on.. Um, yeah, So a lot of these this, so this, this slide is about kind of the, the important but p- perhaps overlooked email details. Um, one bit about email marketing that was completely foreign to me before I, I started um, you know, in 2008 was email authentication. So basically, email authentication is a, a long and fancy word for helping your emails get to the inbox. Um, these are there are a, f- a variety of different ways to authenticate your your email. So, um, you know, authenticate your domain. Um, where a domain key is actually attached to all outgoing emails. These domain keys um, are basically an electronic signature, um, and especially it's important if your um, since you'll more than likely be sending out of uh, an, an actual email platform. Um, you know, we'll get to this in a little bit, but you definitely don't want to send out, uh, you know, email blasts, you know, so like a, a, an email to large quantities of people from a personal email account, Account definitely use, um, you know, a dedicated email marketing platform. Um, but the, the issue there is, so let's say, you know, Blue Tent. you know, we use Campaign Monitor as our sending platform. Um, so, you know, many of the, the recipients' side will say, "Okay, I see this um, this email is sent from Blue Tent, uh, but instead of you know uh, an IP or a domain sent from you know Colorado where Blue Tent is, it's from these random IPs, you know from you know who knows where." Um, so there could be really the, the ESPs, the Gmails, the Yahoos. They're extremely vigilant in trying to prevent any type of spam or so if they uh, suspect the slightest hint of, of, of spoofing or phishing, um, they're they're gonna err on the side of caution and prevent that email from, from getting in. So um, things like these domain keys act like it's an uh, electronic signature, communicate that, yes, I am who I say I am. Um, you know, I'm a validated email sender. Um, things like SPF records and whitelisting, actually whitelisting helps, um, well, it helps, but it actually helps you as a, a company uh, receive your own email. So, uh, you know, talking about how email uh, email, and, and uh, you know, firewalls and, and spam settings are obviously the error on the, the site of caution. So, um, you know, even your own email, you could have issues receiving in your own emails where, um, you know, Blue Tent, you know, our own firewall says this is supposedly sent from, you know, an internal email address. But again, the, the IP address is you know, from, you know, who knows where in another state. Um, So, yeah, yeah, but the the nice thing is, if you do work with with an email platform, um, you have the option of doing this yourself, in which case, if you contact, um, you know, your IT technician, um, they can probably help. But a lot of these email platforms, they'll actually do this for you. So they'll kind of do a a minimal authentication for you. um, So you're you're, again, you're not, you're not ending up in the jump in, in folder. Um, you know, there is an option like mxtoolbox.com here to review your sending health. If, you know, if you have been an established email sender, email marketer, um, or sending out emails and, you know, you want to take a look at, uh, to see how you're performing, you can, there's a blacklist option here. So you can enter in your domain. You know, if you think that you've been having a hard time or you're questioning whether you're, your email recipients are actually receiving your emails. Um, you know, going to nxtoolbox.com, throwing in your domain, um, seeing if there's any issues there. So, in addition to checking blacklists, it'll review your DNS records. It'll kind of do it. Can, it can do a pretty extensive and but quick search, um, and uh, just a, an easy and, and quick way to pinpoint any potential issues you may want to address. Um, some tips on, on sending details, so like from name and reply to email address and, you know, f- below that subject lines. These are kind of, uh, very important, but usually extremely overlooked aspects when you're creating an email, um, from name, I would always recommend using a company name or a personal name. Um, the only way, the only reason I would use a personal name is if, um, everyone or a majority of everyone on, in your email list knows your name. Uh, the issue there is, you know, obviously, um, the inbox, most people's inbox are, are pretty full. And, you know, you're, there's a lot of competition out there uh, just to get an open. So, you know, our, our main idea or main goal here is when sending an email is to get the open. Um, so the, the main contributors uh, of getting that open are the, at least the top two probably are the from name and the subject line. Um, if you know, when I'm you know in the morning, I open up my inbox. You know, it's it's all unread emails, so I'm I'm pretty much doing like a quick quick scan, quick filter. If I don't easily recognize your name, my chances of opening your email have just decreased by a lot. So you know, again, you know, if if you're a well-known name. Um, and that your email contacts know you well, then 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 go with it. If not, I would definitely recommend using your company's name, um, or if if you really would prefer to use your name, uh, maybe for branding purposes, I would maybe like, uh, go with like a hyphenated, so like use your name, you know, hyphen uh, Blue Tent, something like that. Where um, if that name doesn't jump out right away, hopefully um, that company name does. Uh, but you also need to to keep in in mind that you know, the That space for from names and subject lines, um, you know, it's it's fairly limited. So, try not to keep it too long. Um, Reply to email, uh, sort of the similar, similar as from name, whereas I would use a definitely use a company domain email account. Um, Free email accounts are are a great way to not get uh, wind up in the inbox. So, going back to um, kind of erring on the side of caution for the email service providers. Uh, Any any Joe Schmo, any terrible email marketer, any spammer, fisher can create a free email account. So like, uh, you know, HTML email sent out of the email platform sent from free email accounts is a great way to make sure your your emails are probably not ending up where you want them to. So I would definitely use a a company domain uh, going back to that authentication, you know, we just talked about, you know, that uh, that domain would be authenticated in that platform, which is a great thing to do. Um, But finally, just make sure that email address is a monitored account. Um, So, you know, many people will reply directly to that email and ask you questions. So, um, you know, it may not be an email account, account that has to be frequently monitored, but just make sure that uh, especially after times ascend that you know someone at least someone's keeping an eye on it uh to tie up those loose ends. Uh subject lines. Um you know even as a you know after twelve years in the email industry, uh choosing a subject line is still or can be still uh one of the last things that I think about, which is really not the, you know, judging by what we just talked about by uh, the from name and the subject line being the, the most one of the two most important parts of of getting that email open. Um, you know, it's it's not a great practice to or habit to practice. Um, so yeah, definitely. You know, I'll generally when I create my creating an email, I'll try to uh, you know think about the subject and sort of keep that in the back of my mind, trying to come up with creative ways to to create that subject line. Um, I, I generally try to keep it short. There's been a lot of back and forth. Of, of you know, if you Google you know, ideal email subject lines, you'll probably find a lot of different things. Um, a lot of articles will probably try to recommend keeping it short. You know, generally, it's around 40 words is has been the, <laughs> the suggested word count there. Um, and but others will, will create will suggest long subject lines. But I think really what the what it comes down to is standing out in the inbox. So we talked about how much inbox competition is out there. Um, How many other emails you're competing with to get that open? Um, But the ideal, ideally, you just want to stand out, but in a good way. So, um, you know, I have a link to these Power Words here. Let's see if this. So this is a a campaign monitor article, but uh, one that's really proved really valuable for me uh, in terms of crafting subject lines. So this is. Uh, so if you google campaign monitor email marketing power words and subject lines will probably get to this uh but just kind of incorporating these words either as the first word or last word of your email or of your subject line so um you know in, in terms of subject lines go um i've done a lot of comparing and contrasting a lot of a b test uh so a b test um is uh would be Uh, Splitting your list up. So maybe like 25% of your email list would receive one subject line, you know, or content Uh, The other uh, 25% would receive, you know, one subject line Um, You you let that play out for I'd say at least two hours and then uh, The remaining 50% of your list would receive uh, the winning subject line. So that way you kind of know how your email audience uh, responds to different subject lines um, I've kind of compared to kind of more general update themed subject lines. So for example, I've used, I've started, uh, I started, I started a subject line with your a lot. Um, so I'll do like, um, you know, since uh, being in the vacation rental property management industry, a lot of our companies are on the coast, you know, say they'll manage uh, 600 homes in the Outer Banks. So, you know, like a general theme subject line would be like your August Outer Banks, and then I'll follow it with updates. So um, you know, judging by each of these, you know each of those power words in the front and the back should increase my my subject or my open rate percentage by around four percent each, which is pretty substantial so um you know, and like i said i um, I have uh tested subject lines maybe more salesy um you know it's it's crazy how often the more general kind of update themed uh subject line will outperform any any type of, of sales pitch included in a in a subject line even something substantial like you know if they're having like a half off sale um, so really just try to stand out in the inbox or in the inbox with your subject line um, but try to not do it in a deceiving way um, you know so there's certain ways that i've seen um you know like uh, gosh, an example off the top of my head uh so you know, if you were to hit reply to a, a personal email that has the re colon and then, you know, whatever the subject line was. Um, you know, that is, could be an example of, of, of a deception subject line where it, uh, it seems like it's a, a response to a personal communication between one another. Uh, but then, you know, once they open up the email, they get, you know, like, oh, it's actually just a you know, standard promotional email. And uh, anytime uh, an email recipient is really anybody, anytime you feel deceived in any particular way, uh, just kind of leave a sour taste in your mouth. So, um, you know, try to be creative, try to stand out with your words and your subject lines. Um, um, but yeah, um, g- uh, best times and days to send. Uh, generally, Tuesdays and Thursdays are through, excuse me, Tuesday through Thursdays are considered the best days uh, to send. Um, but really, I mean, I, I've seen I've, I've seen some nice open rates and engagement any day of the week. I generally will try to avoid Monday mornings because uh, you know, most people, um, or not most people, but you know, a lot of people kind of love, leave their uh, inbox not as you know, neat over the weekend. So uh, the inbox competition is even greater on Monday mornings. Um, Monday afternoons is, is decent. Uh, I also will try to avoid Friday afternoons at all costs. Um, Friday afternoons, you know, most people who, you know, work Monday through Fridays are, are generally looking forward to the weekend and, you know, starting to tune out and not really interested in, in getting into anything deep. Um, Friday mornings are are pretty good or can be good times of the day for open rates. Um, my top two are 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. So, um, you know, 10 a.m. Uh, most people have cleared out their inbox. So you're not dealing with as much competition there. Uh, but people are still kind of in that inbox browsing mood in the morning. Uh, 2 p.m. or even like 3 p.m. Uh, is a great time to send as well. People, it's after lunch. Uh, people may be growing weary as the day goes on and could be a little more prone to spending a little more time diving into in a specific email at um, times of the day. Um, other times uh, that seem to work out pretty well. 8 p.m. to catch all those folks who are, you know, in their beds. Uh, uh, browsing their email inbox right before they go to bed, late in the night, late in the day, uh, 6 a.m. same deal. Uh, people, a lot of people, are instinctively wake up, arm goes off, open up that email. Um, so also just you know just staying in front of the people at the times they are uh, reading emails. Uh, so yeah, we're kind of getting short on time, so I'll try to. Uh, speed this up a little bit um but yeah just some general best practices tips for email content so just in general uh, you know this tip that clarity trumps persuasion was was one given to me i think early on when i was a uh, learning learning the ropes of email marketing and I, I think it still resonates really well so um you know try to not be try to, to hold the sales lingo try to not persuade people uh just be truthful just be clear clear and concise and Short clear and concise um, will, will will pay you great dividends um, and really try to keep the recipients interest in mind and not yours so when you're creating your email copy um, you know try to keep it short uh, so no one wants to open up an email and see you know, like a huge you know word document of email copy um, generally you'll have around eight seconds to uh, that that's on good on a good day that's how long you'll have to make an impression so uh, short, standable content uh, is key, uh, but but also try to to phrase your subject lines uh, or sorry, excuse me your headlines and your email content with the recipients in mind. So um, you know you may your your interests are uh, to to close as many deals to to sell as many listings as as possible, uh, but that is you know in, the, in terms of your email recipients that's not really what they have in mind. Maybe they have uh, in mind, um, owning the ideal space for my next restaurant or, um, you know, finding that perfect business, uh, or, you know, listing for my, for my next business. Um, so try to, to cater your copy and really try to invoke a feeling of what that person will receive if, you know, they were able to find uh, a perfect listing. Um, your other topics you know provide a clear call to action so you know subject line short concise copy um, you know try to keep your paragraphs to around three sentences each um, and then provide a clear call to action so you know you uh, quickly described you've, you've sparked an interest with your subject or your headline you uh, you know further that interest with some your short uh, concise copy uh, and then seal the deal with a, a clear call to action um, and then you know, try to, to phrase your call to action with how how do you want them to respond? You know, so find your dream listing, uh, maybe over like something uh, more specific. Um, you know, finally, segment um, uh, segments. You know, targeted emails to targeted audiences are going to be your, your best performing your emails. So use the data you have. So if you have um, uh, specific. If you has, are asking or know specific details about your audience, uh, like the square footage they're interested in or the type of listing you're interested in, uh, you obviously cater that email to them. Um, I would recommend staying in front of your entire audience once, once a, once a month at the very least. Um, you know, and maybe that could be maybe you do want to send them kind of a more general, lengthy e-newsletter with everything you have going on. Um, you know, provide different types of list- listings. Uh, really, kind of just. Dist- you know, an additional way to show how you really are an authority in the in your space, uh, but then follow up maybe with specific listings. So uh, send them a, an email specifically related to the the type of property or the location or the size that they're interested in. Um, sending Nikki or just really sending your your email database the content that uh, that they're interested in is a great way. Uh, to ensure that uh, they're going to stick around. So, for example, if you're if you're sending out, um, if you're sending out maybe an email for every new listing you have, um, you know some folks could actually find that extremely relevant. Um, others it may be a little daunting. So maybe you want to think about combining your listings into like a weekly a weekly email or newsletter. And you can even phrase it that way. So like your your weekly, you know, your weekly, you could throw in a geographical reference like update. Um, you know something that uh, your recipients could look forward to. Um, hey, Eric. Yeah. So, yes. Hey, I just want to give uh,
0: this uh, this pause for just a second to let everyone know. So it is two o'clock right now. If anyone needs to jump off, of course I understand that. Um, and Eric, do you have a moment in in about a minute or so for any Q and A and to finish up what you were talking about? Are you listening? Yeah, on a yeah, bit absolutely. longer? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, before before we wrap up with any any questions and Eric's last points, well, let me just let everyone else know that um, just a reminder for next month, we're actually going to have Tom Bible. He's going to be presenting, and I'm looking forward to yay! hearing what he has to share. Absolutely, a big yay. And again, that's going to be September 29th at 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And again, thank you from Sarah, Linda, myself to everyone who's here. And now um, I'll, I'll turn it back over to Eric. And, um, and if anyone has any questions, go ahead and chime in. And then, Eric, I can let you know of any questions that pop up. Yeah, and I cool. just want to yeah. say huge shout out, huge shout out to Josh and Eric. Josh, thank you for putting this together. Eric, thank you for showing up. We can't thank you enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My pleasure.
1: Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Yeah. Sorry for going a little over. Um, I'll try to uh, just stick to the the main takeaway points. Uh, I think I only have a slide or two left. Uh, yeah. So images. Um, obviously, try to find relevant images to support whatever your your whatever your copy is. You know, if you have an image that may not tie specifically with your copy, that could be a little putting off. Um, the big thing I would pay attention to is image size. So uh, don't try to grab a 200 pixel wide thumbnail image, and, and you know, um, you know, an email template. You know, a lot of these email templates have drag and drops, so you can just throw in an email, and it's going to resize it to whatever you know, say 600 pixels. So try to avoid using small pixel, small pixelated images in, in large spaces to avoid that pixelation and just low quality. Uh, but at the same time, you don't want to pull a 4,000 foot uh, pixeled image, and plug it into that uh, 600 pixel space. Um, images download very slowly um, on an email compared to a website. So that's, you know, that 4,000 pixel image is going to work fine on a website, but it's either not going to download or download very slowly on an email. So I, I usually generally shoot for two times the, the size. So, you know, if using a standard template, generally around 600 pixels wide, Um, So for that, I would shoot for, I would try to save an image for around 1,200 pixels wide. Um, That way, you're you're kind of targeting or you're ideally displaying that email for like the the fancy retina phone, uh, iPhones that uh, will display high pixelated images. Um, Way to attack, grab attention in an email. Um, You know, and there's a lot of stock images out there like Getty, uh, Shutterstock that have great images. Uh, but there's also a handful of great free stock sites. So, like my favorite is Unsplash.com. A uh, ton of different variety, all for free. Um, you, you obviously can you can donate to the photographer as well. Um, yeah. Lastly, I'll I'll kind of quickly go through automated emails. Uh, so automated emails are. are action-based emails that are triggered out. So for example, if uh, after someone subscribes to your website, you can create a whole welcome series. I um, could describe what are the benefits of working with you. You can uh, get personal with them, uh, show them kind of the personal side of you and, and your brand, um, letting them get to know you or feel like they're getting to know you uh, is a real uh, great step in developing that relationship. Uh, another great way to establish yourself as an expert in your field there. We've talked about that. Um, yeah, dynamic content. So just showing them and, and proving that uh, you know, you're actually listening to the data they're giving you and providing uh, what they're looking for. Um, nurture your leads and un- unengaged contacts. We covered that earlier. Um, You can also trigger emails out based on actions from your website. So if someone completes a form, like maybe they complete a form on that market report PDF that you created. uh, You know, maybe you want to follow up with some additional details for them there. Um, Same same way with additional pages. So if you're able to track site visitors uh, based on like uh, using cookies or anything like that, um, you know, you can follow up there. Um, You know, another way, uh, you know, if you're... Uh, website incorporates with the email platform correctly. You can uh, share listings with uh, or have your website subscribers share listings with family and fr- friends and family members. That's a, a great way to uh, to send some pretty engaging emails. Uh, and finally, uh, analyzing your data. So i mean, you know obviously the open rates and click through rates are, are key um, and, and very valuable tools. Uh, but most most uh, platforms out there have have really great reporting tools. Um, so you know compare the day and time that you sent. Uh, see how the open rates and, and overall engagement uh, uh, factors there. Um, you know, also review your, your your bounces and your spam complaints. So you know if uh, see if there's any trends. So if you have a high amount of bounces, so like uh, emails that are tried to get delivered but then the ESP bounces them back, or spam complaints or unsubscribes. Um uh, see if there's any uh, tips and tricks or, or really trends that you can notice and uh, to uh, to items to fix there. Uh, And finally, Google Analytics. So a lot of these email platforms will uh, automatically create Google Analytics tags for you. So the email reports are a great way to dive in. Uh, And really, most of them are pretty big brotherish. You know, you can see uh, where they are based on their IP address. Uh, You can see on uh, when they open the email. You can see on every link they clicked. Uh, But once they leave that email and go to your site, that's where Google Analytics picks up. Um, You can uh, really get some valuable insights to see how they're uh interacting with your site after they leave the email um and yeah email frequency um i think we kind of touched on this uh but yeah I, I wouldn't go silent so like try to to rate have a somewhat consistent sending schedule of you know like i recommended at least once a month uh, but try not to overwhelm them so like some brands can get away with daily emails you know in our industry that's probably you know it's it's possible but you know you you risk the the Uh, The the risk of fatigue there in which case, you know, they're just tired of seeing you and hearing from you and and they hit that uh, Spam or unsubscribe button, which is is no good for anybody. So um, Try to find that delicate balance and you know, if you're sending weekly or if you have been sending monthly and you're you're interested in ramping it up, you know And it starts sending weekly or bi-weekly Take a look at those open rates click-through rates and see if they drop off at all. Um, and yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. Thanks uh, for the time and having me and, uh, I'm more than happy to to help answer any questions.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you again, Eric. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us today and being a part of our CRE marketing community. Follow us at CRE marketing underscore on Twitter for updates. See you next time. we